Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our Word for Work podcast, a place where we explore the intersection of personal development and faith through audio storytelling. My name is Estelle, and we are back with another episode of exploring career and faith stories beyond the borders of Malaysia. And today, with me, I will be speaking with Fong from Germany. She is a German Vietnamese who studied architecture for many years, but yet, as she enters the workforce, decided to change course to be in the line of education and service. From struggling to find herself, to finding Christ as her Lord and Savior, stay on as we hear how Fong's faithfulness and positive outlook has guided her through her career choices, how she deals with Asian parents' expectations growing up, as well as many more personal testimonials on how God has been always providing emotionally, spiritually, but also financially. So, here we go. Hello, Fung. How are you? Hi, Estelle. Thank you. I'm good. I hope you you are good too. And also thank you, uh, Andrew, at the other side of the world um, for having me. I, I feel very blessed to be here. Yep, definitely. It's an honor to have you on our Word for Work uh, episode this round. And just to get it started, uh, can you share a little bit about yourself so that our listeners get to know you better? Yes, um, right now I'm in Germany. Um, here I was born um, from my Vietnamese parents, so I'm Vietnamese. Um, and uh, yeah, my parents came to Germany in 1990 um, as immigrants. And then um, 33 years later, they got me. And then another two years later, my sister. So we are from our family, the only ones here in Germany. And um, yeah, so I grew up here and I studied here um, I studied architecture, but um, I will also tell you about uh, my long journey um, until now that, um, yeah, I'm not doing architecture anymore, but um, I'm doing um, private lessons um, to children from uh, second to 10th grade. And um, yeah, this is, uh, this, this is a surprise to anyone that, um, get to know me. Uh, so first I say, yeah, I'm, I'm doing uh, teaching, private teaching. And then I say, but uh, I have an architecture background. <laughs> um, and uh, I think with this episode, uh, I would like to encourage anyone who um, will or, or is facing uh, a change in their life when they think oh, maybe this right now is not the thing that I want to do, even though I've been studying for years. Um, I've been studying uh, architecture for seven years in total <laughs> so I did my bachelor's and I was in my master's um, but in the end uh, I decided to quit my master's um, because I didn't see uh, the purpose in it any longer and I didn't feel fulfilled in my um, work student place um, um, and yeah and then I decided to uh, become a, a private teacher um, but at the same time, when I was studying, I already started uh, teaching. Um, so I started in 2015 until now, and I worked in different institutions. Uh, but then um, 
some things happened and I just thought, okay, um, maybe I just do it by myself. So I will just um, risk it and um, try to be self-employed. And yeah, now here I am and I'm super happy with that. Of course, um, there were some struggles with my parents. They weren't um, that happy when I said, oh, I want to quit. Actually, I quit before uh, and I didn't tell them, I think, for half a year <laughs> because um, yeah, it's, it's, um, I think it's in every culture like this, but especially in Asian cultures that um, parents want their children to have a good education and um, just, uh, you know, have a solid job um, and yeah, just, just have a, uh, a secure job. And uh, when I said, no, I'm not doing it any longer, um, there were some arguments, of course. Until now, there are still some arguments. But um, in the end, it's it's your decision um, to be happy and it's your life. And we just have that one life here on Earth. And that's why I said, um, why not being happy and do what you want? Um, yeah. <laughs> Wow, thanks for thanks for sharing that. I think um, a lot of our listeners would resonate uh, with with how you started, right? As um, choosing architecture as a course, and then um, later in life, uh, already realized that hey, this is maybe something that I would not see it as a profession, but I have another passion for for teaching, for educating, which is also very very important, right? Um, in in this time and age. And of course, mm. the uh, perspectives of Asian parents, I think that's, uh, <laughs> I can only relate to that because that's very common. And I think that goes back to our, most of our Asian roots that uh, sometimes we not only represent ourselves, right, uh, but also our family sees us as representing the whole family as well. And therefore, there was a lot of um, setting of expectations, um, which course uh, which hobbies even uh, what kind of musical instruments you have to play and so on so i think that's um, a pretty common site but i'm i'm also very uh, inspired by how you then um, stood your ground and said that hey we only have a life and we should do what um, the lord least lead us obviously, uh, but also to be happy in, in that journey. So thanks for sharing that. Cool. Um, next, I think um, our listeners will be a bit curious to also uh, learn about your, your faith journey. So how did you then uh, got to know Christ? Uh, was it since young? Was it when you moved to Germany? Tell us more about that. Um, no, actually, I'm the only one in my family, also in the family in, in Vietnam, uh, who is a Christian. And uh, for the story, I have to roll back to 2018. Um, this is not the year when I came to Christ, but it started all in 2018 when I had um, an accident and I had to go through a knee surgery. Uh, so it was a very tough year for me. I, I think it's it's the toughest year that I've ever had. Um, I fell into a very deep black hole and um, I I was just feeling so insecure about um, doing anything. It, it was that I doubted to do whatever it is. It, it's the, even the smallest things um, 
the easiest things, uh, even brushing the teeth was uh, very hard for me um, because I doubted to be good as a person um, because I was so dependent on, on a lot of people. And um, so the insecurities with um, not be able to walk normally at that time uh, with the slow recovery of my knee um, brought me to um, to yeah the the very dark place um, um, yeah it was a very deep depression that I had um, so um, I just remember that I cut all the ties with friends because I thought okay I'm a burden to my family already I don't want to burden anyone else and um, that that um, was was very scary. Um, of course, uh, I remember that I hated to be awake, but I also hated to be asleep because um, nightmares would haunt me. And uh, during the day, the daylight was even even just the daylight was too much for me. So I would really literally hide in dark places during the day. I sat in my sister's closet. Um, I sit in, in, in every corner um, where I felt safer. Um, if I talk about this now, I can't really feel it any longer. I, it feels so surreal. Um, but um, my mental health was so down that the, this was the only thing that I could do. Um, but I tried um, to, to talk about it. And I tried to reach out to my best friends from um, school. And even though I didn't say a lot of things, they totally knew that something is wrong. And um, so they came to my place and they traveled like half of Germany to, to come um, to my place. And then they stood there and they said, hey, let's let's talk. And um, so um, two of my friends came on different days and, and that one a friend, um, she asked me to come with her and we sat in her car for four hours until I got the courage to um, to call a therapist that I need a therapy. Um, because I was always like, um, I, I said to myself, no, I can do this by myself because I'm normally I'm, I'm a very cheerful person. Um, it can't be that I have a depression. Maybe it's just a low season, but no, I can't have a depression. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, and then I um, I remember that uh, I made my sister cry. <laughs> uh, so she was at the time she was in Wales for an internship, and um, we had a small conversation one night. And I remembered that she called my mom uh, the next morning, and she was crying. And then I, I, then I realized something is wrong with me. This can't be um, that that I make my sister cry. Like why, why is she crying? And then I realized, no, I'm. I, this is because of me, and I need help. And then, um, yeah. So so I went um, to to therapy, but um, a lot of other things happened um, afterwards. Like uh, when I when I had the surgery, I also. Uh, quitted all the jobs that I had. I had, um, back then I already had some students and um, I didn't um, feel uh, courageous enough to, to go to students and teach them something because I felt so, so small at that time. 
and um, that's why I I just thought okay um, I just do nothing and I don't go to uni this is just a pause um, but I can continue later on and then um, another friend from uni thought maybe it's good for me to work again but this time in an architecture office so back then I was still studying and um, I said oh I don't know if I can do this um, but okay, let's just give it a try. And the interview turned out to be so good. It was just 20 minutes and they said, no, you are in, we want you. And this was this was a very nice feeling, though I was still felt very insecure. I, I thought this is like really real life. Like the things that I'm drawing as on, on the plan, they will be built. And can I do this? Can I, can't I do this? And um, so the first two weeks, it was but a bit tough. But then I got a hang of it and I went to uni again and it was all fine. And um, then I met uh, in this architecture office, I met um, a girl and uh, she is um, a believer. And uh, then it was around Christmas time and she asked me to come over to church for a board game night. And I thought, oh, this is funny, like, are you doing this at church? And she said, yeah, we do this always. Um, you are free to come and we would like to have you there. And when I went there, I immediately fell in love with everyone. They are so, so nice, uh, really great people. And um, it was, it was, it wasn't like they wanted me to, to, um, to convert or anything they just they were just nice to me they we never really talked about god and the world it was just like having fun with them being being there in the community and i liked it very much i did a lot of things with them then um and then there was a day when i asked my friend do you think it's fine um when i go to to um sunday service and she said of course it's fine like why not and i said yeah because i don't know i i'm not a believer is it still fine he said yeah just come just come uh, but uh i it took me a long time <laughs> because i always had those excuses uh, like um no i it's it's too early oh i have a headache i have a lot of things to do um sorry i can't come but then there was this particular sunday where i really wanted to come also because um the group um they we have a cafe in the church and um they always uh change groups and um um uh, uh, giving out uh, coffee and um selling cakes and i said you know what i got so much from you i will bring cakes and then we can sell it together i will help you with that so i prepared everything and um the next morning so the sunday um one of the cakes literally exploded in the <laughs> in the oven and i um didn't make it to to service um but one cake survived and i said no i have to bring it to, to church at, at least for the selling the cake um yeah and then i was there um and it was it was super fun i was there dancing with my my friend i totally remember because we had so much fun selling the cake and uh, i had really nice conversation with um some of the people and um then then something happened um that changed my life i i totally love to sell to tell the story um 
because it was just like magic. Um, so there was this guy, uh, his name is Wang Yang, a South Korean guy. And I remember that he was about to go home. He was about to, to um, go upstairs and go home. But um, he saw me and then he stopped and he went to, to where we sell the cake. And uh, he said, hey, are you new here? I've never seen you. And um, he said that, um, uh, he, no, no, my friend said that uh, he did uh, tell a very, very great testimony during service and I missed it. And I said, oh, um, what was it? And he said, um, in short, that uh, when he was a kid, he was blind on one eye. So he had a white eye and uh, his family was uh, Buddhist back then. Um, and um, then Christian friends came to their place and they prayed for him. And um, after a while, he got eyesight. So I could totally see he has two brown eyes. And I could not imagine that he's lying at church. Why would he lie at church? Um, so I was like, wow, I, I, I was uh, really, I had goosebumps everywhere. And then he said, um, there was another story where uh, his sister was um, almost declared dead. Um, the, the doctor said that they can't do anything for her. Um, but his father said, no, this is not it. And he prayed for her. And then she stood up like as if he, uh, she was just, just sleeping. She was not in a coma. She was just sleeping. They thought, no, this this can't be. And then he, uh, his his family said, no, this is God's doing. This is totally God's doing. And um, so um, his his father um, he quit his um, job as an engineer to pursue the words of God. Um, and and then at some time they uh, they came to. Um, to Germany, and um, now he is um, a very, um, yeah, he's just a lovely person, and he is someone who would just go on the street and see when people need the words of God, and this is what he did with me, because right after he said, you know what, you are like this and that, and you are doing this and that, and I was, I was like, who are you, like who? Who are you to know me? I've never seen you before. Like, did the others uh, told, told you who I am and everything? And he said, no. He said, he knows you and he's he's talking through me. And I said, wow. I, I had really goosebumps everywhere. And and then he, he continued and he said, there's another thing. I said, what? what? I, I, I was like freaking out. And he said, the other thing is, you are not sure to believe or not to believe right now, right? And I said, yes, that's why I'm here. And then, and then he just asked me the simple question, do you want to let Jesus into your heart? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and instantly I said, yeah. And, and then he said, okay, let's pray. And I said, I don't know how to pray. He said, just just talk after me. Give me your hands. Talk after me. So I gave him my hands and really instantly I I cried. The sec some seconds before I was really still so goofing around with my my friends and everything was fine. And then I, I cried like a waterfall. And I 
I didn't I, I didn't know what hap- what's happening at that point, but I felt so so light. It was so beautiful, and um, at some point I couldn't hold myself any longer. I I hugged my friend, and uh, he put his hand on my head and prayed um, more. And I remember that um, I had this picture in my mind, a picture of my heart as a children's drawing, a very simple heart, um, very colorful, but the heart had a window and a door, and someone knocked at that door. I remember that I opened that door from inside, and then it was closed again. And I, <laughs> I, I can... I can only imagine that this was God. I, I let God into my heart, like literally. And and then when the door closed, it was like it was like you would light up the, the light in a house when you come home. It felt like this and it felt so so warm. And then at some point I was done with, with um, crying and Wang Yang was uh, done with praying also. But I still could feel a weight on my head. And if that weight wasn't there, I think I would just just fly up to, to the ceiling. This this I felt so light in my heart. I had all this um this not really problems but worries. Um and I they they just they just they they were they disappeared as if nothing happened. And um then uh, I just, you know, this this was <laughs> just a just a magical um, just a magical picture to me until now. I can still feel it so vividly, and um, yeah, um, this this was the day one of my journey with God. Hmm. Well, Fang, thanks for really sharing your testimony and also how you came to know Christ. I think um, even though I'm hearing this for the second time because I hear it during our prep session, I'm still really, really touched by your story. Um, You're a really good storyteller, so I could even visualize how that was for you. And I also really appreciate how you started by sharing some of your personal challenges after the um, accident uh, that you also really came from uh, a very difficult uh, phase of your life and that I think it's really eminent that God has reached out to you with his hand through your friends, through your family and and that's so um, beautiful and and such a relief um, to hear your your testimonial. I think it, it takes a lot of courage to also um, be comfortable to to share that, and we we thank you for, um, yeah, for for also, um, yeah, be a testament to to this uh, miracle. Really grateful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I think we would also like to deep dive a bit on your um, what you do. Uh, as a professional, so you did share at the beginning that uh, you had an architectural background and then realized that you have a, a knack and a passion for education. Can you tell us a bit more what do you do as an educator and 
and how is that like for you? Yeah, basically, I'm helping、uh, kids to learn. Like I'm, I'm teaching them how they can learn by themselves.、Um, I go、uh, to them to to their houses,、um, and and I think this is a, a good thing to have them like one by one,、um, so I can reach to them in a sense of、uh, being more. Yeah, more personal. I like just be there in person. And、um, for before I start every first lesson, I would tell them that,、um, hey, now that I'm your teacher, I don't want you to see me as a teacher and you are just a student. I want to be on the same level with you.、Uh, I want us to be friends, and、um, because because friends are helping each other, right?、Um, so I want them to feel comfortable. Um, some students they don't really have problems in、um, the subjects itself, but they have like social anxieties maybe, or they f- they don't feel that they belong into a group. Or I I got a phone call from someone、um, that I had back then in his sixth grade, and、uh, after that he was in ninth grade, and he told me that he.、Um, He's in love with someone, and he needs help from a from a female friend, and this was so cute,、um, and I really like it. And I also、um, can recall、uh, another student of mine. She said, "Oh, you know what? It's like having a big sister who comes every week to your place." And then, and I said, "Oh, this is so cute. This is really what I'm aiming for. I want、um, them to rely on someone." Um, because I think sometimes it's hard to tell their parents that they struggle at school,、um, and also I want to help parents、um, because it's hard for family members to teach that their kids or their sibling、um, about certain things at school. Because I feel that a lot of times they can't be that patient. Um, and then this is like where I start from. I try to be as patient as I can, and sometimes I have to explain things for six times,、um, but it's okay for me because I'm thinking maybe back then when I was at school, I would need someone to be like that.、Um, I always wanted to have a bigger sister or a bigger brother. I always ask my my mom, "Can I have a bigger bro- brother, please?" <laughs>、um, and、um, so this is this is my concept and.、Um, When、um, the the pandemic hit,、um, it started all by by itself. Actually,、um, I never、um, really went out and and said, "Oh, here、um, uh, I, I'm doing advertisement for myself."、Um, do you know someone who needs、uh, private teaching?、Um, I never did this. I because I I was in institutions before.、Um, I think a lot of Parents know me, and、um, they just recommended me to other parents、uh, without me knowing. Sometimes, and they just called me. And、uh, during the pandemic,、um, it was、um, very intense because、um, I think that kids struggle a lot、um, through this、um, homeschooling, and、um, it's hard to 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 find、um, a way back to school. Also, I feel、um, a lot of children they. Uh, especially the smaller ones, they couldn't. They 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 for for them it was not really school、um, being in front of a computer. So this is where I come and I I came to their place and I could see what they are writing. It was not only、um, online, and I think this is、uh, a good thing. So 
um, yeah, I think I, because um, naturally I like to help people. Um, this is um, a good, yeah, a good job for me. I don't even see it as a job myself. It's just like um, being there for someone and um, getting money is just just a side effect for me. And um, yeah, so this is what I really like about it. Wow, cool. Um, I think you're, you're a really natural teacher in, in this case. Um, and I, I think to make the whole learning experience uh, a good, uh, a pleasure for the kids, I think that's the, the best outcome any teacher could ever ask for. And I think you also have the character and the patience uh, for it. So really, really happy. I think that's a, a perfect fit to your personality. Uh, but I also recall that uh, in, in one of our earlier conversations, uh, not only that you teach, but you also have another uh, day job that you are managing at the moment, right? So how is that like for you? Yes, um, this is a quite funny story. So it started last year in summer. Um, here in Germany, kids, they have a summer break for six weeks. And uh, so I needed a uh, job for the six weeks because I will not earn anything during this six weeks. And um, so I, I was trying to find something. I, for weeks, I looked up um, some, um, they call it vacation work here um, for a, a few weeks, but I couldn't find anything. Um, and then the first week of um, the vacation passed. And then I told God, I, I totally remember, I told God, okay, God, if you want me to work, just give me a work. I can't anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm so fed up. I don't want to, to search for it any longer. So if you want me to do something, just give me something. But I will not do anything. Any, if, if, if you say no, then I will just have a good time now and live on my savings. Um, then that's it. So I went to my sister's place. And I think two days after, uh, I got a message in the in a WhatsApp group from my church. So a friend asked um, if anyone could help out in uh, in an IT company as a receptionist because their receptionist uh, is uh, right now sick and um, she might be sick for four weeks, uh, four and a half weeks. Uh, if anyone could come, uh, it, it's in uh, Düsseldorf, it's where I live. And I said, immediately I said, I want to, <laughs> I want it. It was, it was just, just so perfect and um so i went there for the job interview and it took literally just 11 minutes and i said you're in and i said oh cool how cool is that and and um then i um had my first day and uh, it was huge and the thing is the place is so near my house it couldn't be any nearer and it's just perfect um and uh that's this is not only the blessing i thought this was like enough like i was like okay thank you god thank you until now but then um they extended it every week because um uh, unfortunately the the girl who is the the original receptionist uh, she's still sick she's not that mobile to um, walk uh, every day and she's living quite far so um they extended every week and then they extended it for another month and then another month. 
And now we are at 11 months that I'm in this company. And this is just too perfect because in the morning, I just have to be there in the morning for four hours. And after that, I have a two hours break and then I go teaching. So this was, this was just, yeah, it can't be even better. And, um, uh, of course, I hope that um, the receptionist is recovering well. Um, I think she just needs that time. But um, I learned so much in there. <clears throat> it's not only the receptionist job, but um, I became an assistant for a, a sub company as well. And um, there I learned a lot of skills and I learned, uh, I, I, get to, I got to know a lot of very talented people. Um, I uh, could I, I, I could learn the whole day from them. They they are just too nice and um, um, also very international. And we became friends very, very quickly. Uh, we have um, board games tonight um, a lot of times. And um, it's, it's just nice to have colleagues because being an, um, an self-employer, it's, it's, sometimes it can be lonely. Of course, I have um, the conversations with my students, which is nice, but I don't have someone my age or older to talk to. Um, and it was just nice to, or it is nice to have people around me um, and uh, be inspired by, by their workflow. Um, and the good thing is it's only half day because I remembered when I was uh, in the architecture office, um, I felt so tired after a um, day in front of the computer for eight or nine hours, sometimes longer. Um, and this is just a perfect mix for me. Yeah, so I, I feel very blessed um, that I could work until now. And um, yeah, let's see uh, where we can go. And uh, my colleagues, they also, they asked me, do you want to learn coding? What about coding? And maybe you can do even more. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, I'm open to that. I don't know how you can use me, but um, may, why not? So this is a quite new journey. And I've never imagined to be in an IT company at all. Like never in my life I would think about that. And, and now it opened doors for me that I've never seen before. Like I, I never dreamed about it. And it's a really nice bonus Um for my um, salary and um, we will see after the summer they are thinking um, to give me a real contract because right now I'm just an external and um, so they want to have me uh, in as an internal and then um, this is also very good for me because all my insurances will be covered by them and I don't have to do much of uh, paperwork for for my um, self-employment anymore. This is really great. Wow, that's uh, really cool. I think uh, reflecting back, uh, you just see doors open after doors and um, you being your authentic, um, let's say bubbly and, and positive thinking self, I think that also attracts quite some opportunities. Um, and for sure, I think uh, like you shared the the timing was also right, right? So you encounter this uh, additional role at this IT company uh, when your students were having summer vacation. I think that's like properly planned. Uh, if, if we, yeah, it's it's just amazing, um, super cool. And I think uh, from your sharing, I got let's say two key messages uh, from it. I think first. Um, 
the Lord provides, right? So um, there's no need to to fear. Um, oh, what what if I? Uh, what do I do? Um, whether this financial would sustain me uh, at this amount of time? Trying to calculate, trying to control. I think that's always uh, very humanly for us to do so. Uh, but in the end, as you um, nicely also shared uh, in your example, the Lord do provides in His way and in even ways that you couldn't even plan. Yes, right. right. So it, it just comes very naturally. It feels natural, um, and you just have to to say yes to it and and be obedient. Yes, right. Uh, I think that's uh, one that I took away from. Second, I think you also come across as a a cheerful giver, and I really admire that um, from how you uh, give as a yourself as a friend to your students of how you also give yourself um, the openness, the willingness to learn and pick up things and also build your network in the, the other role that you have in an IT company, even to the extent of considering coding. I think that's a very um, cool uh, mindset uh, to, to really have this growth and learning mindset. Um, and maybe just to to be a little bit provocative in my next question, um, do you ever feel that there's a limit to how much one can give? Like, have you ever encountered as something as giving too much? Yes, um, there's this particular story that I have. Um, um, it's, it's about giving and... Um, it's giving to an extent where I thought, am I too selfless? Am I too naive? Why am I doing this? Um, so it happened uh, in 2020 um, when COVID just started. Um, so someone reached out to me um, asking for financial support um, because that someone couldn't provide for um, for himself or herself and um uh, I, I said, okay, yes, I, I can help you out. Um, and uh, in, in the beginning, it was really, yeah, I, I can, I can. And um, so don't worry. Um, you don't need to worry about food any longer. Um, this is okay for me. I can do this because, um, yeah, I can generate money right now. And, and I feel very blessed. So I want to give it um, to others. And um, so this... To, this this was uh, for a period of um, exactly one year, so every month and or every few weeks, I would send money to that person. And um, yeah, as I said, there were times when I asked myself, um, "Is it right to do it?" Because that money could be used in a lot of ways. I could give it to my parents because they also we always struggle in that pandemic. It's not only that person, and um, I asked it a lot of times, um, and um, I I couldn't discuss it with anyone at that time because I don't want um, others to to yeah not really interfere. But um, for me, it was right at that time, and I thought as long as I'm happy to do it, I just do it. So God, we we know that God loves um happy givers right um and 
you should only give as long as you are happy with that. Um, I don't think that um, God will be happy if you just do it for your reputation or to impress someone else. Um, so I just do it very pure-heartedly. Um, but then, um, it, exactly one year after, um, someone helped me out. Um, so it took someone else to break through this cycle because I um, realized that um, I was just being used and that the person didn't really appreciate my help um, and spent the money on other things than um, just normal expenses, normal life expenses. Um, and that someone also didn't um, really try to, to make um, his or her situation a better um, like finding a job or something. Um, so I, I'm grateful that I'm out of that cycle. But um, it came also with, an, with a side effect, of course, because uh, throughout the year, I have um, give that person around 7,000 euros, um, which is not little. Um, and then I got uh, a letter in February 2021 from um, from the institution that um, asked me to pay back my student loan by the end of um, November 2021. And so I was like, oof, <laughs> I need that money um, to pay it back because here in Germany, it will be 10,000 um, that you have to give back. And if you do it by the end of uh, that date that they tell you, um, they will give you a discount of uh, around 20%. I, and I wanted to have this discount because 20% out of 10,000 is 2,000, which is um, quite much. And um, so I sat down one day, um, it was a Wednesday. I sat down in my living room and I, uh, I thought, okay, I still have some minutes before going to work. I will just sit down and pray. Um, and so I prayed for guidance throughout the year for um, good work um, so that I can pay off uh, my student loan by the end of November. So it was on a Wednesday. And then the Sunday, I have to underline the Sunday after that Wednesday, I got an email at 9 p.m., yeah, around 9 p.m. And in that email, it says that I won the lottery 7,500 euros. And any anybody would say, oh, this is just a spam mail, as if you, you, you won the lottery, like for what? And I said, no, 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 this is not a normal lottery because... Um, uh, around a year, no, not not really, not really uh, a year, but um, it was so. It was in February and June two thousand twenty. Before um, I started to donate in an organization um, that helps um, people with handicap, and um, so one part is for those people, and the other part is in a big part uh, for that lottery. And I've never imagined, or I've never done this to get money because I thought like, how big are the chances? Um, 
But I just did it for because I thought, okay, if I win money, this is fine. But if not, this is also fine because I know this is for a bigger purpose. And <laughs> when I think about that day, I totally can imagine that God was like, angels gather together. She is about to open that email, and uh, uh, and I imagine that he. Make a countdown. He was like three, two, one, and I opened the email and I freaked out. And yeah, this is this is just just another testimony that he listens and he is working. He is working for you, and he has figured it out before you know it. And your worries are nothing to him. Um, and that's why just give it to him. This is what I would.、Um, Uh, recommend everyone who worries in in any kind of of problem、um, that you face, just just give it to him, and he has already figured it out anyway.、Um, but you have to talk to him, and I totally、um, agree with、um, that. He he loves to talk with us through us. And、um, he's there. He he is always there, and he listens to you. You don't even have to say it out loud. It's in your heart, and he can see through your heart. And、um, yeah, this is this was just a nice thing to to、um, testify. And、uh, yeah, and and after that, that、uh, it was last year, right? And then it started also with my job in the IT company.、Um, so. It was not only that seven thousand five hundred euros, but plus on that, on top of that, the job also. So it's a, it's more than just a lottery win for me, and、um, I feel so so grateful, so blessed.、Um, and、um, every time when things go rough, I would say, "Oh, I'm happy because I know that something bigger will come." And、um, yeah, I'm I'm just happy that something. Doesn't go as I planned because then I know ah God is in the game. <laughs>、um, yeah, so so cool. God is so cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah, indeed, his amen is so cool,、uh, so awesome. I mean,、uh, I think I'm already super blessed with all this series of testimonies that you just shared in this、uh, short session. Um, it just show how amazing he is, and、uh, coming back to. To being a cheerful giver, I think you're a living testimony of that, right?、Uh, because we could also see、um, when Paul shared in Second Corinthians、uh, chapter nine, verse seven to eight, he says that each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So that's really、um, the emphasis of also how God gave His only Son、um, to us. Uh, to to really live on on this、uh, earth with all、uh, the sins around,、um, forgiving all the wealth and riches he has in heaven, and really bear that、um, sin on the cross for us, right? So his grace is is really just、um, so overwhelming, and、uh, to again continue on the、uh, verse eight. It also says that and God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, so you will be abound in every good work. 
I think this two verse um, resonates so, so much uh, with me when I was hearing your story. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's again and again um, talking to him. Uh, he's always there waiting for us to, to really um, strengthen this connection. And we, we just have to make our priorities right in the end, right? Just right, to know. Right. Yeah. Cool. So I think that's uh, a lot of uh, goodness in, in, your, in your sharing, Fong. I really, really appreciate that. I'm sure our listeners will as well. As we are also nearing the, the end of our episode, um, usually we like to also ask, uh, a few rapid fire questions to to our guests. I think I started that, let's say, this year, but I thought it would be a good tradition to continue on uh, in uh, our series. So, again, uh, just answer candidly, and then the, there's no right or wrong answer. Mm-hmm. So, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Cool. So, uh, the first rapid qu- uh, fire question would be: Which Bible verse that you resonate most in this season? Um, there's one that stands out for me the most, and I have it graved, uh, engraved in my in my iPad. And it says, "Let all be done. Uh, that all you do be done in love." It's in First Corinthians sixteen fourteen, and um, I think we all we should do this. Like, if we love what we do, this this will bring us so so much farther than we could ever imagine, and um, this is what God wants us to do. He wants us to be happy. So let's just do the things that we love. Um, and this is also what um, what I have experienced. I like architecture and I really still love it as, as a hobby, but I don't love it as teaching. And um, I could totally see that I could touch children's hearts with that and i also i even prayed with uh, with my students before and this is really nice because they asked me let's can we can we pray and they just closed their eyes and gave me their hands their little hands and this is so so cute this is so fun and i think um god is so creative he put me in those households um to talk with them about school of course but also about him and this is this is really nice and oh i um I, I didn't tell you that before, but um, the last time uh, I went into my student's room because his, I also teach um, her, his sister and in her his sister's room, there's not enough space. So we went to in his room. Normally we just work in the uh, living room, but that day we couldn't. And there I could see a note of his um, sticking on, on his wall. And, and uh, it was a to-do list, what he wants to do um in in this year and his first point was reading the bible and it was like oh really so so nice really i i i i um i told him that um sorry but i was in your room he said yeah i could see that you guys were in my room and i said uh, i saw that on the wall and i'm feeling so happy that you wrote that and um, I'm there. We can read together if you want to. Um, and this is this is just too nice. Um, really, really happy. And I also um, came across that uh, student um, whose parents work in a in a church. Um, 
And uh, yeah, we can talk a lot about uh, God too with um, his parents. And I really love that. And I totally can feel that God said, okay, I want you to be there because of that and that. And I will send you people so that you all can can talk about me and, and talk about the good things that are in the Bible and just spread my words. This is, this is my mission. I could totally feel that. Hmm. So cool. So cool to hear that again and again. <laughs> I think it's, it's always a blessing to, yeah, it's so blessed to be a blessing to others. And when you really meet that, uh, that mission that you are, uh, assigned to i think that's that's just very cool um so for i think you talk a lot about kids so maybe my second rapid fire question would be quite simple for you mm -hmm. uh which is how would you explain uh to a three-year-old about god's grace maybe in one or two sentences how would you do that mm, i love the quote um we love because god loves us first so I would ask, do you love mama? Do you love papa? And if they say yes, and then they, they, I would just say, yeah, it's because God made them to be your parents. And um, yeah, and I hope that uh, that three-year-old will, will understand and say, yeah, I love them so much. And then I would say, yeah, God loves you so much too. Um, because for me, if I would have to describe God in one word is just love um, and and creative. He's creative, um, yep. super creative. How he brought me here um, and sitting at now next, not, not next to you, but uh, yeah, you know what, what I mean. And a lot of times when I see sunsets, I'm such a sunset and um, sunrise lover, I would say, oh, God, such a nice paint today really you did it so well today <laughs> again and again and i remember when i went to bali i was on a motorbike and i and i uh, said god you make this tree so so nicely this tree looks amazing and i i would say it to every little thing that i see <laughs> like, oh god this you made this so 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 well like this um yeah. This is really, um, I, I feel so blessed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He is the greatest architect that we have. I mean, he created the universe and all of us that lives in it. So for sure, a great architect, um, a living testimonial of the love that we know and um, moreover, the love that he provides to us is unconditional and I really like how you would explain it to a three-year-old because that is what God gives uh, unconditional love yes and that's the greatest love of all cool and um, really cool and then I really like that you said God is creative I think uh, this uh, word for work how we came to be and how we're also talking to each other um uh, even though you're far away from Germany and how I got to also um, know you, I think that's all really uh, inspiring to to just reflect how we came to know each other, to, to you saying yes and sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you again so much for being a, a blessing for our listeners. Uh, I'm personally 
blessed at least twice now by speaking to you. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure this will be having a positive ripple effect um, as we broadcast this episode also on, on our platforms. And may this story of yours be a blessing, um, not just to our listeners, but beyond. Uh, I'm very confident of that. And um, may you continue to, to live as a, as a cheerful giver. And I think that is uh, what God's also want, what God wants us to be in the end, um, to really give with a cheerful heart and to always um, trust, trust Him, talk to Him, uh, live a Christ-centered life. So once again, thank you so much, Huang, for your time. And, Thank you for um, having to me. Our listen- yeah, <laughs> to our listeners, um, stay tuned for also our upcoming episodes where we continue to also explore um, stories of faith and uh, career that is beyond Malaysia. And um, yeah, uh, we hope to see you then in the next episode. Take care and goodbye. Goodbye. everyone, thank you for tuning in to this week's release of Word for Work. Do follow us on our socials and subscribe for more content. And we'll see you in our next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.